And welcome back to another episode of the Business is Pleasure podcast with myself, Johnelle George Francis, and my beautiful partner in crime, slash girlfriend, slash business partner. And they say to never mix business and pleasure. Colette is her name, by the way. I totally skipped over that part. And sometimes I think they're right. Because the way this girl pisses me off, I don't piss you gets off. under my skin, motivates me, loves me and impresses me every day it's incredible she literally does all of it in one all of it but nonetheless i would never ever want to trade you for anyone else except if that person was me (laughs) (laughs) but the way we always start the podcast off babe how was your week well first off let me just start by saying you just redeemed yourself Because I was really annoyed with you about uh, 20 seconds ago. Okay, okay. And now I'm better. Mm-hmm. So... Babe, I have I know what to do. And now, do you know, like... Okay, relax. Change up a little bit. Okay, relax. Make things better. Okay. You know? too far now. Okay, okay. My bad, babe. Okay, but thank you. Um. So, yeah, my week was good. It was my birthday yesterday. Mm. Boop, 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 boop. You turned big woman. Yeah, so... But, yeah, other than that, we had a really busy weekend actually yeah yeah for so sure not this past weekend but the weekend before that mm-hmm. we had two events back to back yeah the rodeo rodeo and i think it was a true testament of us like trying to be as resilient as possible so we had the dead stock depot that occurred in toronto amazing event if you guys are ever in town you have to check them out what it is it's like a flea market style setting where they have a bunch of vendors all over toronto mm-hmm. some all out of from niagara falls down to montreal Mm-hmm. And we all come together and we just sell different types of vintage clothing and everything. So it was actually just a beautiful, beautiful event. I really enjoyed. And then literally 12 hours later, we had to go to sleep, wake up and drive about four hours. Well, with me driving, it's like three and a half. Oh, gosh. All the way to Ottawa, which was an even better show. So it was nice just to like have those two contrasting shows and those two contrasting demographics mm-hmm. and to really be able to like appeal to them the way we did. And like it's interesting because the two uh, demographics between like Dead Sock Depot and like the Ottawa Vintage Clothing Show, they're both kind of like completely different. Oh, hundred percent. For the most part, but like generally we sold around the same, if not more. Yeah. At, like you know, we did well at both events. Mm-hmm. So I think like one of the major things that allowed us to do so well at both events mm-hmm. is the fact that like we're really understanding our ability to sell and adaptive selling for like that particular event mm. adaptive selling like so like you have to give me an example of that like what do so you mean? like so like for example when we're at dead Sock depot okay our cashmere sweaters we sell them for 10 bucks okay because like at the end of the day people that come to dead Sock depot they're not necessarily looking for like a cashmere sweater they're more mm. so looking for like that vintage like tommy hilfiger so it's a bit more loud is, like actually. sportswear like streetwear apparel stuff like that whereas like at the like auto vintage clothing show it's kind of like a mixture of everyone and they are looking for those like you know classic like you know, amazing quality cashmere pieces from like, I don't even know when, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like, we kind of have to gauge the market accordingly. So like I said, at Deadstock Depot, um, you know, a cashmere sweater would be $10. Whereas at the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show, a cashmere sweater would be like 20 or $25. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and it's also like the, the demand, right? So at an event like that, the demand for a cashmere sweater is higher. 
um, which is why the price is higher. At like Dead Stock Depot, the demand for a cashmere sweater is a lot lower, so the price is lower. It's kind of crazy because essentially what we're doing, we're playing into the market. Because yeah. that's what the market wants, right? If the yeah. market dictates a particular price in one area, yeah. we'll focus on that. But if we realize like, hey, the market wants this price with this demographic, mm -hmm. maybe we should adjust those prices for each market that we're catering to, right? It only makes sense. Yeah, and but essentially, but that's what business is, you know what I mean? I think when we initially started our business, we kind of had a lot of trouble with that because we weren't sure to like figure out what each market really wanted. But now that we're like constantly around these different markets, meeting different people, understanding like what each clientele essentially wants, mm -hmm. we have a better understanding of pricing as well too, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Mm -hmm. And like also too, like when we go to say like Auto Vintage Clothing Show, we have a good understanding of like what the general price that everyone else is selling their stuff for too, or mm -hmm. what everyone else is selling their cashmere sweaters for too. And the same thing goes for like Dead Stock Depot. Like when we're there, we kind of generally know like what everyone's selling like a windbreaker for, like a really like, you know, niche like vintage piece for. So like we kind of know how to price and cater towards like whatever event we're at. And I think with us, one thing that like I always hear from like different business people, if you're only worried about price, then they'll leave you right away once the customer can find a better price, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think with us, one thing that we're really good at, we're working on, is like saying hi to people. Mm -hmm. Like really engaging with clients or whatever, you know? Cause yeah. there's so many times we go to events and like a lot of the other vendors, I don't want to like beat anyone up or anything, you know? Like in terms of like their customer service, there's certain areas where they like aren't as good as that, you know? Like simply saying like, hey, how you doing today? Like, like, nice t-shirt, like, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. And in, like, in, like, a really, like, authentic and genuine way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like when you go to, you know, like, a store in the mall, for example, and you walk in, and, like, every person that, work, that works there is just kind of, like, ignoring you. They're not looking oh, at I'd you. Oh, I'd be so pissed. You know, it's like that pretty woman moment when she's <laughs> like, bitches, like, you were ignoring me, but I I'm actually... Yeah, like, big mistake, right? So, like, it's, it's kind of like the same thing. Like, you feel offended. You feel like they're kind of like, oh, well, mm -hmm. they're not going to buy anything. You feel like you're get, being judged for, mm -hmm. like, whatever reason. So, the same thing goes for these types of events. Like, it's really important to acknowledge people and, like, make them feel special. Like, your time isn't any more important than anyone else. Else's and like you know value them value the hard earned hard earned money that they may choose to spend with you or not so yeah and, and for me when it really kicked in was when we were at um soul exchange and this guy he's also in vintage as well and like i actually like his outfit and i was like oh like you know hey how you doing nice outfit and he's like whoa you guys are actually the only people that said hi to me you know yeah it was cool because he actually ended up buying something from us and now he's actually like one of the people that I interact with on a regular basis through our online accounts mm -hmm. and and hopefully like he'll bring us more leads he'll be a customer but it's like by simply bringing value to him like making his day being like hey like what's going on you know in a genuine way like what mm -hmm. you were saying the sky's the limit you know yeah and it's like it's nice too because you don't ever want to discriminate against anybody no you always want to be open know. To say hi to whoever or just like start a conversation you know you never know what like where that could lead you and like the big thing about like vintage clothing and all that is that like our community is like really small right so like you're gonna run into that person again most likely you're gonna likely see them at another event or a different type of event so like it like really like makes a difference right no and that's the most important thing too right it's like you don't ever want to burn any bridges or do anything that causes someone to like have some type of animosity towards you. We're like, this fucking guy, he never said hi to me, man. Like, yeah. 
forget I'm not buying anything from them you know no 100% and everyone has those like perceptions of people right like when someone like looks at you and then looks away it's like okay like what's wrong with them you mm -hmm. know and then that like initial impression like stays with you every single time you see them so no, 100%. it's something that we obviously don't want to affect our business mm -hmm. so. and it's good too because what it allows us to do essentially like we're building trust with the mm -hmm. customers you know what I mean and mm -hmm. I think that's really nice it's like it's cool to have people that like are one-off people that buy clothing that talk to you guys every so often mm -hmm. but when we actually have a customer that we can actually build some type of relationship whether it's an actual personal relationship or a business relationship that has so much possibility for our business to grow and just for people to see like hey these guys are authentic these guys are cool like they're actually genuine people you know I what want I mean? to be their friend exactly exactly yeah. and that's extremely important as well too right I think that's something that I need to work on a little bit more because like I'm I can be a people person when like I want to be but there are some moments when like I'm not that I'm not in the mood but I'm just like not necessarily like a hundred percent comfortable so I think like one of the things that I need to work on is really like pushing myself out of my my comfort zone a little bit more to really like build that relationship you know yeah because I mean? you always say that like sometimes you feel as if like people are like intimidated by you because you're no, a sweetie no you, you know what i mean that. you said that and i was just like okay yeah, maybe it's right but that's the thing though that's a potential to it right because you know how people are like oh like when it comes to beautiful women sometimes they get a feel like inferior they're like a bit timid or whatever you know what i, I mean? do feel more comfortable like talking to like women because i feel like i don't know what it is but i feel like especially in like the industry that we're in like uh whenever like the guys will come into like our like area they always assume that like i'm not the owner which like okay whatever like you have your perceptions and then like they'll have like this they just like have a different dialogue with you mm. if that makes sense like they'll they'll be talking to me and they'll be like okay like do you have any champion sweaters and i'm like yeah like we have and then like they'll be talking to you and they're like yo bro like <laughs> we have to understand like i have a really bubbly personality as well yeah too, but so do I, mean. I like i have an you, amazing you do, you personality do. you have an amazing personality have an am but but maybe not for everyone no i understand that but i feel like it's just like a different vibe like i don't know if maybe they don't want to come across a certain way or like i don't want to come across a certain way like it's a two-way street but i just feel like it's different and it is something that like I do need to like definitely mm -hmm. like work on a little bit more to like actually build those relationships and yeah that's just like my thing that I need to work on I think. Yeah but I think that's always good too right because you've always been the per type of person that wants to evolve and grow and like just the simple fact that you're cognitive of, of this that lets you know that hey like I want to do better I want to improve in the business you know. Yeah. I'm sure there's so many things that like I have deficiencies in. But like, you know me, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm perfect. I'm good at everything, you know? So for you to even just like speak out to be like, yeah, like I need to do this. So one, it helps the business. And two, like it helps me. Like I'm sure it like helps you feel more comfortable. Like just engaging with people and meeting people and everything as well too, right? And again, like it builds that trust with the community. So I think it really has like a really positive benefit yeah. for you to do something like that. So it's really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it sure. kind of goes back to the ideas like if you always... Like, like with myself, like I'm not always right in our relationship, but I think a lot of times I've been able to like look back at the business and like see the mistakes that I've made where then, where then I could be like, okay, well, if I was wrong in business, maybe I was wrong in the conversation with Colette. Maybe my approach wasn't appropriate. You know, how can I fix that? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's definitely like a big component of like just being reflective in general. Like even like five minutes before we started this podcast like we had a conversation mm -hmm. about i irritated her guys 
Yeah, okay. I'm always so, messing up, man. So this is the thing, okay? I'm always messing up. You're not always messing up, but this is the thing. So I do something that he's done before, okay? Like he's done this literally verbatim exact thing that I did. So essentially, I'll break down the situation. So essentially what happened was um, someone purchased something, right? And um, we shipped it. The shipment, the shipment happened to be like a little bit further than expected. So the cost was a little bit higher than expected. So we ended up like our profit margins like weren't as high as we would have expected them to. But I was like, you know what? The customer already purchased this item. It's already been, they've already like, you know, purchased it like a day ago. So it'd be kind of unprofessional of me to be like, oh, by the way, sorry, like we can't ship your item anymore when like it's already been purchased over like a day ago, right? So I was like, you know what? Let me just have good faith, build another customer. Maybe they'll, you know, buy from us again. I shipped it out regardless, even though like it wasn't as much of a profit as we would have liked to see. Okay. Mind you, John has done this before. Okay? okay, so I, you know, I, I messaged him. I let him know, like, yeah, by the way, like, I shipped it out anyways, but like, our profit margins weren't as high, whatever. And he was like, oh, well, like, basically saying, like, all this other things, like, I shouldn't have done it, and whatever, whatever, whatever. So I was like, oh, okay, like, whatever, I know for next time. And, like, I just felt offended in that moment because I felt as if when it's you that does it, when you do something like that, you're like, Oh, you know, whatever you kind of, you know, rationalize it and make it make sense like I did when I was doing it and you give yourself the the confidence and the power and like the just general like know with all for our business to do that. But when I do it, it's seen as like something that's negative. I think your stories has some holes in it. It's similar, but they're not exact. So for instance, what you're talking about is um, when I have ship stuff, yes, we've lost profit, right? But when you ship those items, that item, we actually lost money. So there's a bit of a difference. And I think that's the two things. Maybe you're confusing a bit or whatever. Okay, well, I think you're having a little bit of amnesia right now because I remember distinctively there has been a time where we have shipped something and we didn't, we lost. We lost like a dollar okay. and we shipped it anyways. Okay, anyways, that's, that's besides the point. So how do you think like we'd be able to like maybe like fix issues like that so like you don't get upset about them later on or something i'm not saying it's besides the point i'm just saying i'm just saying like you know value my decisions as a business partner mm -hmm. if i make a decision based off of my rationale that this person has already been waiting x amount of days for their item they've already purchased it they're excited for it they're waiting on it and then now i'm going to come back and tell them that i can't ship it that's unprofessional and it's unlikely for them to be a repeat customer if that's the case mm -hmm. so i would be ra i would rather lose 30 cents than to lose a customer who's no, probably no, going to no, buy it no, no, 100%. And, and, and if that's the rationale you want to put into it, you're 100% right. That was the rationale that I put in it. Okay. Well, thank you for teaching me that. Allow me to better understand it because I think at the moment I wasn't necessarily like looking at all those different things. I, I just think overall, like we both need to give each other the, you know, confidence and the power to make decisions for our business but that's within, the thing, though. within conversation and within dialogue. Like but, maybe I didn't voice my you know my thought process well enough mm -hmm. to you like i should have been like hey john all the reason why i did this was because xyz you know i didn't do that I just but one thing i definitely would like to see more from you is that you actually making decisions because a lot of the times you like come back you come back and talk to me look for reinforcement or like affirmation when it's in reality like if this is your business sometimes you should be like you know what 
I'm going to make this decision despite what happens next. I have to deal with it and live with it. And I've been saying that for years now. No, where I I've constantly have said, like, hey, call it. Like, I'd love for you just to, like, take more initiative in the business. Like, let's figure out some ways that we can, like, do certain things, you know, with or without my opinion in them, you know. Because okay. at the end of the day, the business is trial and error. And, like, how much times have I failed at doing stuff? And it's like, you, you're still you're still here. Okay. It's like you're mad at me. So, like, the same thing. Of course, I may take it a different way because maybe, like, I have, like, like a type of an ego and sometimes like I take things a bit more personal than you do but regardless it's just like try it like it's not going to be the end all be all of our relationship I understand that but this conversation is like you know we've, we've had this conversation before though no we have not had this exact same conversation before this conversation is clearing the air for why are you looking at me like that go ahead finish what you're saying you're tense, yo. Relax, yo. Why are you so tense? Because for? you stress me out. Why are you so tense? Because you stress me out. See, guys, this is exactly how she was before, eh? This is just a facade, eh? This is this. Honestly, is this I was worse before. <laughs> yeah. I was flipping tables. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, no, like this conversation. But through communication, that's we how we need, get through all this. Exactly, like we yeah, need no, communication sure. so that way I can make a decision based off of my rationale and and know that you're not gonna be like whatever about it, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying, like we need to communicate to get to that point where. Like, I do make decisions already, but I, do I feel 100% comfortable making certain decisions sometimes? No. But, like, with this conversation, maybe going forward, I will feel more comfortable yeah. making And decisions. I would love that because, like, that's going to allow us to just be more efficient in everything that we do, you know? Instead of always having to go back to, like, the quote-unquote um, board of directors, we can just streamline everything and be like, hey, like, let's get this done. Bam. If it doesn't work, cool. Okay. Well, I'm glad we have this conversation. Yeah, for sure. So, like, it's cool. Like, it's supposed to happen like that, you know what I mean? Like... This is, is far from perfect. And like realistically, like we are humans. There are gonna be constant mistakes that if I make, you make and vice versa, but still we gotta learn from all that. Okay. And the only way we can do that is by doing it. So you know what I mean? So yeah, so in terms of like um the Deadstock Depot and Auto Adventures clothing show, what do you what are some takeaways that you liked about it and some things that you know we could have worked a bit better on it? I think one thing for Dead Song Depot, I think everything was amazing. The only thing I think is that we've kind of, we were like, we were little caterpillars before when we first started doing Dead Song Depot. Now we're turning into butterflies. So I think mm. uh, the next event that we do do with them, we need to have a bigger booth mm. um, section and we need to have another rack. Okay. Um, because I think we really like with the space that we were provided with, we utilized it to the best of our abilities by like you being on one side, me being on another, and I think like we were able to like bounce off people like effectively. Mm -hmm. But I think if we have just like a wider space, like just more area to kind of lay out our product, easier for people to just sift through the racks. And, like, yeah, then more stuff, people can actually. Then more people the can actually and can actually see it and too we can engage with more people because like there were times when like our area would be too full and i'd be like okay like i'm, I'm not, not saying hi to, I'm not saying hi to people until like yeah. two people leave yeah yeah because yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was just like too much you know what i mean like i'm not gonna say hi to people and be like yeah take a look at the racks and there's like four people on the racks and they can't even get in right? yeah yeah so, yeah so then they're frustrated they're like oh forget these yeah they're like what was yet. the point you know mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's one thing for the auto vintage clothing show i think um for the most part it was really good um, I think one thing, like, my only takeaway from it for me is just, like, more, like, relationship building with people. That's all. Mm -hmm. So, like, in, like in, that's your in, own individual goal for yourself. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice, nice. Um, for me, for Deadstock Depot, one thing that I want to work on more is um, actually going around and engaging more with the actual other vendors. I think that's important as well, like, finding ways we can actually be relevant 
within the community aside from just like always selling clothing mm -hmm. maybe it's like finding how people how people do their social media what are some of their favorite products right now just little things like that and like what new selling apps they're using exactly like you know what i mean finding and also of course like how can we give value to them as well too you know what i mean but i'm sure there's like so much information that we have that we I can feel supply. like you give value like all day every day um i i try to to be honest with you i try to it's just like little little ways or whatever you know what Me i mean too. you're very generous you have to be yo but the best thing too is that like my boy gary v but he's like you're like you can't expect anything back you can't no, expect you anything can't. back you know and you have to give before you expect like you have to you have to give wait that's exactly what you just said mm -hmm. yeah you have to give unexpectedly like no 100 that's huh? literally what you just said I'm yeah, sorry. yeah that's fine it's cool like wednesday adams <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like but that's the best thing i i because I think for me personally, I was always like extremely selfish. I just wanted to keep all the information to myself when I first started the business. And then I just started to realize like you get so much more from yourself and other people when you challenge yourself to do something like being selfless. And and also too, I feel like when you're in that state of like, like no, like I need to hold on to my information because I don't want anybody else to get it. You're kind of like working in a state of fear. Oh, 100%. And I feel like it's hard to accomplish things when you're working with fear like you're essentially working off of the the mindset that like you know i'm holding on to this because if i give it to them they're gonna do it better than me it shouldn't mm -hmm. matter what anyone else is doing no 100 you know what i mean like you should be doing your best 100 percent, no matter what no regardless of if there's a beyonce in the game you should be singing and dancing better you know what i mean like 100 no, percent. or not even singing and dancing better it's, it's the, it's the whole idea that like there's enough for everyone there is enough there's for, there's more than enough there's, there's so much to everywhere. go around there's so much to go around so if you're in the state of fear and lack that's all you're gonna get you're gonna get more fear you're gonna get more lack you know if you're I mean? if you're in a state of generosity and that there's abundance and that there's so much wealth and so much power to for everybody to have a piece of the pie then some of that pie is gonna come back no. to you. and honestly that's the way i really think about it too right i remember like even conversation with my brother we were always like, yeah, again, the, the whole pie analogy. There's 100% of the pie, right? Yeah. But I am, I'm only able to get 10% here, 10% here, 10% there. Eventually, that makes 100%. Yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? So, I don't think there's anything wrong with ever, like, giving information, helping people out, being generous. Because, mm -hmm. like, one, if it doesn't come back to you, whatever. And two, if it does, that's, like, an extra, that's, like, an added bonus. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I, I really try to think that, like, whatever information I give people one i hope it helps them but it's never gonna hold me back from doing what i have to do because okay. that's where it starts it starts with us first if okay. we're not doing what we need to do within our business it doesn't matter what john bill and kathy are doing over there you know yeah it's like it's like having a mentality of like wanting to win a race but hoping that everyone else is bad yeah it's like, like you know it, it, it's <laughs> stupid it, it doesn't make it well it makes sense but it's just like <laughs> Uh, and, that's and, foolish. And you're not be, a champion. No, then. 100%. You're just, 100%. You're, just, you're just the best loser. And and the thing I love too about that, like, it forces competition. If you have a bunch of, like, super athletes around you, you are a super athlete as well. Yeah. So that, that whole mentality is what I really try to hold on to. It's like, one, either try to only be around people that are better than me or build everyone up so they can be just as good as us. So they can teach us how to even be better at that point. You yeah, know what and I mean? it's like a sharing of information back and forth. Exactly, exactly. Because it's like, we only have one brain. We're able to like, 
tech and so many different people and them to give us so much different information. You know, we create this like cyclical effect where everyone is just sharing information. We're constantly growing together or whatever. Yeah. But again, you can't expect it. It you would be nice, it. but you, you can't expect it. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And I think for me also, one thing I want to do for the vintage clothing show was again, something similar to that. But again, like something similar to like talking to vendors, figuring out information, how we can bring value as well. And also the whole idea of like, different ways to sell, like upselling a bit, you know? Because mm -hmm. in the vintage clothing, clothing show, we had a bit more space, so people were able to like really interact with our um, $10 bin mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So like just to be able to like upsell, like, hey, you want to buy this jacket? By the way, it was like a $10 bin, you know? Yeah. So like just to like create diff create more revenue from yeah. doing different things like that. No, that's a good one. And I, and I also do want to find ways to like, um, you know when those when there's people that are like on the edge, mm. you know when they're like ah like I don't know because it's really like a buy the shit man buy it. yeah like, imagine you just do that I know right you can just buy it no <laughs> or I'll take your purse yeah you know what I mean I wish <laughs> because it's it's really hard to like genuinely like convince someone to buy something mm. like because there'll be times when someone will try something on and it'll look amazing on them but obviously like they don't care what I have to say mm. like they're you know what I mean like after I say like oh my gosh it looks so amazing they're gonna be if I say something else they're gonna be like okay like yeah, you're just pushing it now you're pushing it like you mm. just want the the, the lutas like mm. relax you know <laughs> but like I just want to find a way to like really like connect with people so like they see me as like their friend or like their girlfriend who's like hey like that actually looks amazing and they're like really like oh okay cool like i'll get it like i just like i feel like we have too many people that are like they really the yeah they like they you can tell they really really like something but they're just kind of like uh 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 no i don't like because i really don't think that money is the issue because like our prices are decent yeah they're really re they're really modest our reasonable. prices are really fair mm -hmm. so like that's an off way but like yeah yeah but you can't control that you can't control that one but like you know our prices are fair so it's like i don't really think it's price a lot of the times it's it's something else so i want to find a way to help convert those people to just be like yeah i'll get it and i think with, I, with things like that, it really starts with us, right? So the yeah. way we present ourselves. Yeah. If they can see us like well-dressed to fitting the demographic, yeah. then like, okay, well, I trust these guys' opinion because like, they look crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so we I think, always dress well. Exactly, exactly. That's why, that, and that's why I think we don't have a lot of those, but mm -hmm. there are still a few of those people that are just, uh, I'm not too, too sure on everything, you know? Yeah. So no, 100%, man. But yeah, is there anything else that you want to go over before we... Um, no, I think that's all for this week. I think uh, the only thing for next week that we, well, to be honest, like tomorrow, that we really need to focus on is just sitting down and working on our marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. We have a marketing strategy, but it's just really implementing, like implementing, it. implementing, implementing it. Yeah, and I have a bunch of ideas, I'm sure you do as well, that we can just like incorporate. Yeah. Just really get this thing on the road. Because it's so crazy from what we said, like we don't have a huge marketing strategy, but we've been we've been able to do amazing things. Mm -hmm. Amazing things. So imagine when we finally do implement it, it's going to be really good. Yeah. Really, really good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Business is Pleasure. Again, please like and share so we know that you care. <laughs> if you guys have any questions or any topics that maybe we should talk about, hit us up in the DM. And until next time, take care.